The Guardian. Hello and welcome to Music Weekly. I'm Alexis Petridis. And I'm Kieran Yates. It's our final podcast from Glastonbury. And in fact, our final podcast of the summer. That's uh, editors, you can hear, uh, playing in the background. Um, so get ready anyway today for a final wave of reviews in the festival and our highlights from the whole weekend. We'll also find out what we've got to look forward to this summer. What are the festivals and gigs you can't afford to miss? So stay tuned to Music Weekly from The Guardian. Uh, so it's Sunday evening and uh, we are behind the pyramid stage. With me is Kieran, as you heard, and Casper uh, Llewellyn-Smith. Hello, Casper. Hello. Uh, how you been? Good. Great. Yeah, you've had a good time? <laughs> yeah, I've been having a very good time. What have you been to see today? The last time I think I saw... I think, I think the last time I saw you was on Friday night when you were recording the podcast. <laughs> and I don't know if it went into the edit, but there was certainly a bit where... Uh, you were all talking earnestly about uh, music in a serious way and I came over hoarsely whispering, see you in Shangri-La. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shangri-La. Is that uh, where you've been... That's where uh, I've been since. Not entirely. I've seen a couple of bands. Um, uh, yeah, taking the nightlife. Yep. Went up to the healing fields this morning. You know, How was the healing the fields? Yeah, good, usual kind of thing. Yep. Do you feel Hasn't adequately healed? 43 years or something, I imagine. <laughs> Same people there. That's good. And have you seen any bands today? Yeah, I've seen Onda Tropica today, right. who I was looking forward to seeing. Uh, do you know them? They're the no. uh, Colombian sort of Buena Vista social club. Okay. It's very banal way of describing them. Mm. But they're a group of venerable Colombian musicians put together by uh, Will Quantic. Okay. Will Holland, is he called? Yeah, yeah. When he was in Cartagena, I think, and trying to sort of assemble the super group. And they were just great. I mean, it was sort of just great musicianship. Uh, there's that kind of reggae element in that music and kind of cumbia mm. which perfectly suited uh, a really hot sunny afternoon yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. stage where you know it's that beautiful mix of of kind of some of the older members of the audience enjoying it and there's a bit of the kind of mad crowd and then there's also people who also look like spent the rest of the weekend in Shangri-La <laughs> uh, and were clearly still enjoying themselves quite thoroughly really? and getting really into it yeah so it was, that was good that sounds brilliant Kieran what about you I just went to go and see Jessie Ware he was really good I think she's really got into her stride when it comes to live performances I've seen her a few times before when she's been a little bit uh, more reserved and hasn't really danced but she seemed like she was really loving it and she brought on Dornick who is her drummer who's who we been, had on the podcast who we had on the podcast who's been kind of getting a lot of heat with the kind of NTS pitchfork boiler room crowd so that was really good and then I caught a little bit of Pill just before I interviewed John Lydon and did a selfie with him earlier how did your interview with John Lydon go? he was really good was you it? know, yeah, yeah he was really funny um, he was very excited because it was myself and another female photographer so I think he was just excited to see some girls that's what he said that's what he <laughs> said he just oh, screamed really? girls as we walked in oh yeah. fantastic excellent, uh, excellent yeah excellent. So it was good I saw a bit of Vampire Weekend how was that um yeah um it was good the music's good he has a, uh, a slightly aggravating manner on stage that lead singer slightly uh like a sort of minstrel with a jaunty head no, like the sweets like the chocolate no, sweets no not like the chocolate sweets no like a minstrel is in prithee sire I play for you you know um, but no the, the you can't argue the music was very good um, and I'm looking forward to Nick Cave who'll be oh, on yes. shortly be um, he's in the area Nick Cave, is, Nick Cave has landed apparently so uh, he's come direct from Iceland and would you be looking forward to Mumford and Sons we had a conversation not so long ago Alexis where you, you said to me you'll have to stay and see Mumford and Sons because any music journalist worth their salt uh, needs to actually see a band about whom they have a strong opinion. Yeah. And then I asked about whether you'd ever seen them. No, I'm going. No, I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> Absolutely not. I've, I'm. 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 Um, no. No. I did uh, come 
uh, with the full intention of seeing Mumford and Sons. But this happens uh, every year at Glastonbury. There just comes a point where I hit a brick wall and I've had enough. And you know, it's a wonder, it's a beautiful thing, and I'll be sad. I know I'll get home, you know, and after I have, you know, kissed all my sort of electrical appliances and every bourgeois accoutrement of my life, uh, I will feel sad that I'm not a Glastonbury anymore. Um, but I just reach a point where I have sucked all the juice I can out of the orange that is Glastonbury. Um, so no, I just thought, you know, I, I want to go home now. I've, 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 I've reached me, I've had me bit. I've, I've done my lot I saw the Rolling Stones they're very good you know were the Stones good? I thought they were good we had this long discussion last night everybody you speak to it's probably worth reiterating goes oh the bit in the middle was a bit boring and it's like yeah they played Midnight Rambler they're the fucking Rolling Stones they always play Midnight Rambler what I don't know what you expected I I don't know I just sort of despair of people who are going oh they're boring it was a bit bluesy it's the Rolling Stones you know Good blues band. Who were a blues band, you know. So, um, so yeah, I thought the Rolling Stones were really good. I thought they were really good. The end of their set in particular was just tremendously exciting. Um, and, yeah, I really liked it. So there you go. Um, so we're coming towards the end of the festival. My highlights have been uh, Chic, uh, Stones, Jaguar Ma, who I didn't know much about um, and thought were really good uh, yesterday. Um, who else? Anyway, what, what have you like? What have your highlights been, me, uh, yes. Porter's head on. You, you see, you Friday were there. You witnessed the Porter's head experience, and it was, you know, they've just become an incredible band. Yeah, it's a funny thing to say that because they've been going for what twenty years now, and they've only put out three albums. But yeah. they are just a fearsome live band now. Uh, quite hard to sort of allow the crowd into them. You know, it's uncompromising yeah. stuff. It's difficult music, and yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah. hard. And they become harder and and yeah, they got uh, weird more well, weird. Yeah. And yet, I think that was the right thing to do. I thought it was a good piece of programming, and yeah. people who were into it were into it. It wasn't this kind of, you know, forced jollity that you emanates no, from no, some. And bands I also think it's very, one, one thing they've done very well this year is at any given point, particularly with a headline act, it's a study in contrasts. You know what I mean? It's like Friday night, you had Arctic Monkeys, if you like that kind of thing. You had Cheek, if you wanted kind of a party thing. You had Portishead, if you wanted to be, you know what I mean? A mm-hmm. bit tar- Last night, you had, you know, the Stones up against Chasing Status, who actually, a lot of people went to see Chasing Status. Mm-hmm. It was not, you know, deserted. I did catch a little bit of their set, and it was completely going off. It was yeah, it was, mental, it was supposed to be like, absolutely bullshit. Just loads of, yeah, just kind of lots of ravers, loads of UV paint, loads of LEDs, and just actually thousands and thousands of people. And I went to Public Enemy, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. So, you that know, it's a kind of all case tasted. Yeah, no, no, all case tasted for. <laughs> <laughs> All cases all tasted for. That should be our, uh, <laughs> our slogan for the podcast. Um, no, it, it, there is, yes, definitely all tastes are cases And the for. other stuff I've liked, I mean, I've just liked being in all those areas. Like you were talking about those being sort of new innovations in those areas. Well, not there so much, but in the dance area, they put in this place called the Gully, which is sort of two shabines, and they're playing a lot of uh, bashment and dance hall and reggae Ooh. there. And that's just a, another indication of they don't really rest on the laurels here, I think. You know, you come back each year, and there's something new has arrived yeah. you know and something new and exciting and done with a lot of care and a lot of passion and you know the amount of work that's gone into making it right for just a three day party I just find always staggering yeah. and you go back to the unfair ground or the common and all those places and kind of get a bit lost there but again it's you know people have been working for a very very long time yes. to bring it, it up is, to it, that it, it, well, yeah. it isn't amazing when you think about it that is a really prosaic but nonetheless you know sort of a true thing to say about it. the amount of work that goes into doing it and it is, I mean, I suppose you could really, you know, you could come on a Wednesday till the Monday and leave Monday afternoon if you wanted to, if you were insane. That's what I'm doing. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Did you come on Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> Christ alive. Um, so, you actually, it isn't just for three days then, is it? It's for... 
I think people come for the week now. I yeah. mean, more or less. Yeah. They treat yeah. it so you know that's the big thing of the year for for, for lots of people. Kim, what's your highlights been? Um, I really loved Chic on Friday night just because everybody around me was really dancing and I think before I came to Glastonbury I had this idea that there would be a little bit of this kind of standing and swaying or kind of pockets of you know getting pushed and yeah. all that kind of thing but it's actually like it wasn't like that. it was just real no. you know people really singing along knowing every word it wasn't kind of you know Reading Festival people vomiting setting things alight there's nothing mm. there's none of that they just you know they really they really just loved D-I-S-C-O Alexis yeah 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 no, no, unlike absolutely. yourself no, um, very true. but another thing that one of the things that I, I really liked about just hanging out in Glastonbury is the kind of vastness but also what you're talking about the lot of care of attention that goes into the kind of subsidiary things other than you know things like the John Peel and the Pyramid like I was at the BBC introducing stage earlier and caught a little bit of the XX mm. and then in the in uh, the Sonic stage there was Mr Jam yesterday and Rudy Mental and there's kind of all these you know things that you might kind of bypass or you might not uh, schedule yourself in for on the programme but then when you went past it was like yeah exactly like you say lots the of be- the best thing, I always think the best thing line, to, everything no I was in the best thing to do at Glastonbury and obviously uh, our job uh, which is to review I'll tell you sort of precludes this a bit but when I came as a punter uh, you know it was it was just better not to have a schedule yeah. and just drift around you know okay you would maybe there would be a headline act you wanted to see you know this being a million years ago was probably I can't even think of it orbital I think of the headline but actually the rest of the day you don't really want to sit there with a the thing going well 3.30 it's, and then, and then uh, you know yeah, I think to go back about what makes Glastonbury work is the way in which all the separate areas are sort of private fiefdoms you know yeah. it's not centrally planned or controlled no, sort no, of no, no, Mike no. Levers is the presiding spirit of the whole thing mm. and you know clearly the headline acts it's it's him and Emily Evers and Nick Julia, her husband who who oh, he was getting absolutely mobbed earlier. He was walking around um, when John Lydon was on stage and there were hundreds of people. Who, Michael Evers? Yeah, just kind of grabbing him and trying to get pictures and talking oh, to him. People love him. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. you know, but it's also, they're not, they haven't got their kind of hands over every single little bit of it and mm. they just let people go off and take the initiative and I yeah. think you almost get that sense of competition between different, st- you know, spaces and stages and that everyone's trying to outdo each other and kind of excel in different ways or mm. do something different. And it's not something I imagine you could ever really replicate. It's just grown up organically over the yeah. course of five many years. It's been um, 43 years or something now. Yeah. 1970s, on, first one. Yeah, off and on 43 years. And it's... Uh, 71. Sorry, it was 19, I, mean, I was being told in my earpiece here. News just in. It was 1971. It's confusing now because I think the Pilton Pop Festival was 1970 and the first Glastonbury is 71. Ah, right, right, sort right, of right, one right. and the same. Thing. I don't know. Anyway... But you couldn't, yeah, that's why I don't think you can replicate it. It's grown up over a really long period of time and yeah. sort of evolved in this quite organic way. You, yeah. know, you couldn't just be a big promoter and say, we're going to redo that, you know, and we're going to build an equivalent thing somewhere else in a different country and, uh, and just copy it. And that's really worked because it does reflect um, a lot of music taste, doesn't it? I mean, I would have liked maybe to see a little bit more hip-hop than Nas and Public Enemy and um, a few others. But other than that, I mean, it was great. It wasn't like Waymad where you kind of will stumble across something and it turns out it's this kind of unheard of Norwegian accordionist. You kind of stumble over something and it's the XX doing you know, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a surprise set. So that's pretty great. Somebody said, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they said they were wandering around uh, around the park, the park starting last night, there's a tent of about 100 people in it where well, he had a guy DJ and Jarvis Cocker was on just sort of making noises into a microphone <laughs> and kind of looping them over the top of this guy's DJ so it's a most peculiar sort of uh, sight you know he was at the Stone Circle in the early hours was he morning. Jarvis yeah looking very frail really yes he was so always good when celebrities muck in there's been a few casualties haven't they we've heard reports of uh, Wayne Rooney 
yeah. having a big argument with yeah, Keane. Well, he, he did a bit, a bit choose to have a big argument with his wife directly outside the Guardian porter cabin. Yes. Yeah. And then apparently they moved off and came back again later and continued their argument. If you're listening, Daily Mail, we're yeah. not going to tell you what they were arguing about, no. so never mind. <laughs> and then I rocked up at the rabbit hole, uh, which is sort of tucked away at the top of the park stage. Uh, I don't know what time that was, mm. about four last night. Uh, and saw a mate there uh, who was going... Apparently Prince Harry was in there. Yeah, was, no, Prince Harry was. He's definitely been at Glastonbury. Yeah, he's, well, I think he's been at Glastonbury. I think he was actually in this venue at four in the morning, which is not really? the most lubricous place to be either. Wow. Uh, and I just, you know, did I go around trying to kind of find him and take pictures of him? No, 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 absolutely too not. Too busy trying to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, having said that, there is nothing. Uh, oh, there is obviously no event uh, like Glastonbury. We'll be very glad to be back here next year. Um, what is happening for the rest of the summer while Music Weekly is uh, on its holidays? I'm looking forward to D'Angelo at Lovebox. Excellent. That's going to be amazing. I definitely want to go. You to do another festival. I will stick up for. I'll stick up for Womad with Kieran. No, really? I don't know if you're denigrating then, but uh, I think I I'll really go. like Womad. I, I know go. you had I'll a tough again. time there last year. I had a very tough time with Womad. Two small children around. Uh, I do like it. I mean, it's it's not like this. It's much much smaller. But actually, in a way, it's just not so exhausting. Yeah. And I find that Womad actually listen to all music because you just sort of sit down and spend an hour that's concentrating true. on something, and you reap the rewards of that. And I suppose that's the one thing about this place that, you know, it's quite easy to just drift by loads of things and never really make the effort mm. to engage with the band. And that's why something like Porter said was great because I watched it from start. Yeah, it kind of forces you to engage. And yeah. I engaged on that level. Whereas lots of things I sort of saw two songs, buggered off again, mm. kind of drifted around. That's true. I haven't had a lot of Bhangra at Glastonbury this year, it has to be said. I bet there's no, I bet that's why I'm looking forward to the Norwegian accordionist at <laughs> two hour solo that I'll be really into. <laughs> in my head. Um, I'm looking forward to Festival. Yep. I think Bester will be very good. I think it's an intriguing lineup. I, I've never been to Bester before. We went last year. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And it has a hint yep. of the Glastonbury kind of thing. It's a different, it's different, definitely a different event. But it has a hint of that kind of Glastonbury sort of madness about it. And not in a sort of cheesy attempt to replicate Glastonbury way, but I just thought it had a bit of a bit of a vibe to it. Uh, so I'm quite looking forward to going there. And I think that I think that's because it comes out of one man uh, and his wife who. It's their project, and it's something yeah. they care passionately about. And he, Rob Banks, been here. I've I saw him last night. Yeah. Popping around, you yeah. Know, and there's sort of good relationships. I think the Glastonbury lot kind of like festival. And yeah. Sort of recognise a bit of themselves in their festival. So excellent, excellent. So that's all coming up um, while we are away. We'll be back, I believe, in September. So okay, before we go, one last point about Glastonbury. Anything you would like to see changed for next year? More hip-hop. Okay, more hip-hop. I think it would just be good to see them continue to develop things. Like I was saying before, like the gully or putting in new areas, moving things around. And they moved Arcadia, which is this huge spider-like contraption, which mm. used to be in the kind of the naughty corner uh, with Shangri-La and all that lot. And they sort of put it beside the other stage. And initially sort of thought that looks a bit odd there, but I, I think it kind of quite works. I think it's good to mix things up a bit and kind yeah. of keep things moving on. Excellent, excellent. I can't think of anything. I would do to improve Glastonbury except leave make, make it two days make it two days instead of three yeah make it two days Build boil it down to um, 24 hours very intense 24 hour experience yeah. and a few days off um, anyway that is it for Glastonbury and indeed for the summer we'll be back in the autumn with more reviews interviews and harmless banter with the finest musicians in the land um, my name is Alexis Petridis um, thank you to Casper for coming in. Thank you to Kieran for putting up with Glastonbury. How's your manicure looking? It's it's it survived. Still good. Still looking good. Kieran, Kieran uh, got her nails did. 
<laughs> before Glastonbury. It's a very long manicure you've got there, and I'm, I'm very impressed that it survived. Thank you very um, much. Yeah, so um, thank you very much for, for coming down and having the Glastonbury experience with us. Uh, the producer, uh, who we should also thank, he's worked tirelessly, very, very hard uh, throughout this festival, was Matt Hill. Enjoy the summer, everybody. We'll see you in September. Bye-bye. Bye. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.